Hi everyone, thanks for listening to another episode of Edward's Review. Uh, well, this one's gonna be, uh, this one's gonna be like a, well, I don't want to say it too closely, but even so, it's gonna be like a deja vu. The reason why I'm saying that is because the film I recently saw was Matrix Resurrections. Now, um, for this particular film series, uh, I do recommend to watch all the way to the 1999 version of The Matrix, which is Keanu Reeves, Carrie Moss, Lawrence Fishburne, and, you know, that gives us a significant uh, ideal, if you will, of what the premise of The Matrix series is all about. Although, a bit of a spoiler, I mean, if you've seen the 1999 version, you get the idea of what's going on uh, back then that deals with, uh, you know, uh, individuals and the internet and cyberization of, if you will, things in the world. I mean, currently right now, we're kind of like enter that little VR world, if you will. And that in itself, it's like, it's already saying, like, are we or are we not? So, of course, uh, th- and this, this is just a premise, uh, which if you haven't seen it, uh, I highly recommend to. But uh, Resurrection is, in every right, the fourth installment of the Matrix series. Which, in itself, kind of helps us an idea of what's going on, or what has passed, since the last uh, Matrix film, which is Revolutions. So, if you're going to do this uh, marathon, and this is going to be a marathon, by the way. So, of course, you're going to start with The Matrix. And then, before watching The Matrix, there's this uh, series called The Animatrix. uh, A N-I-M-A-T-R-I-X which this this particular uh, set film is actually a a uh, genre uh, collaboration if you will which is a multiple story uh, series and I for one uh, kept explaining uh, in my past episodes that I love uh, different stories in one film that kind of like plays off one another right so the animatrix is the second one to watch before um the matrix reloaded which is the second film to date uh that deals with the continuation of the uh, storyline from the matrix and then finally we end with the 2003 uh, revolutions, which kind of like ends everything all at once. Uh, I'm not going to go into more of a spoiler territory, but uh, this particular film uh, for the Animatrix Resurrections, uh, this in itself already kind of like recap or if so, revolved around uh, the whole series of that. So, um, 
for those who do not want to get spoiled, uh, I highly recommend watching the the Matrix Resurrections on either in theaters or on HBO Max, which that is your comfort zone. Uh, I will never, I will never like exploit saying like you should go to the movies. You should go. No, folks. Uh, I know that the world is a scary place and how we find ourselves into things, but I assure you, um, do do what you can, do what you must to feel comfortable, feel relaxed, uh, knowing that this is uh, a new and in in way of experiencing a near post-pandemic world that we all live in. It is nice to remind ourselves that we are in comfort of knowing that we have you know, things that we can access. Uh, I, for one, uh, highly recommend uh, watching it at home because, well, uh, I, for one, enjoy watching on my now new, thank God for Christmas, uh, projector. And uh, comfort zone of being the comfy couch, bag of movie themed popcorn and like maybe uh like a big gulp uh like a large cup with a straw and like two large uh, sodas or soda bottles like the two liter right next to me when I see movies whenever I want to so of course uh again if you don't want to get spoiled uh I recommend to watch it whenever and for those who've been warned, on three, two, one. Okay. So here we have ourselves uh, reliving almost the aspect of the first one, uh, which is, of course, we're finding ourselves someone uh, who is named Bug, by the way, or Bugs, who's like going through uh, this memory this deja vu uh that was literally um that was literally part of a program if you will uh that relives the same situation of where they are evolving as well as relearning something of totally something different comes uh of course as anything the agents the villains of the series but not in this particular set uh this is where we're introduced to um the agent if you will that a model or a some assimilated uh avatar if you will is approached uh in the sense of field knowing that there's something odd something off so bugs is like being like you know of pretty much our eyes and ears for the audience like this is what's happening this is what this had happened to finally having this like weird agent come out of nowhere and just like add her into the story if you will and sure enough, uh, throughout there being chases, gunfights, and almost near parkour style, they find themselves in a 
room through an access that the old Thomas Anderson uh, was a hacker who lives in his apartment, does whatever he does to survive. He undergo the alias Neo, which, you know, it was basically the one. But, of course, you know, Thomas Anderson, uh, prior to this storyline, he was a office worker. Who just ended up, like, doing whatever and whatnot. So they realized that where they were at, it was Neo's old apartment. And thanks to some sort of memory recall or a uh, data packet, if you will, this program that captured bugs revealed himself as Morpheus, which is a pretty much embodied program to help Neo uh, to be, you know, to come out of the uh, Matrix. Again. And sure enough, um, as we find ourselves going through a lovely and wonderful way of introducing ourselves with the new characters, we are brought to how we were introduced back in the Matrix, how Neo was, which is we've seen him in front of a computer and started looking at data packets left and right. Sure enough, um, he is a game developer uh, working under an alias of Anderson <laughs> and is enjoying his somewhat retirement as a game developer to uh, undergo uh, a lot of game glitches, fixes onto his then uh, system that we now call the Matrix. Personally, I feel like this story was meta to begin with. Because I, for one, believe that whoever wrote this had the idea that we are playing with a memory to another memory of a person who has lost their memory. <laughs> or at least uh, filed it away or selective amnesia. So, of course, this version of Thomas Anderson is a game developer who helps to develop the uh, game series, The Matrix, which brings us to our first three movies that we've seen. Uh, Upon going to a coffee shop, we are found uh, a woman who goes by the name of Tiffany, uh, but seems to, like, have, like, a weird connection if you will Thomas like he knows this person but he doesn't understand who of course we get ourselves a bit of a montage of him not only going through his daily basis and all that we were introduced with two characters um, that he were discussing with Uh, the first one was his uh, designer, his boss, if you will. And it won't be too ominous, if you will. It would only um, it would only be of something that you would recognize 
uh, as a regular character, and then it would not present itself until later in the film. And then we finally meet、uh, Neil Patrick Harris' character, who is the analyst, which is a therapist, if you will,、uh, studying his、uh, son, his、uh, prisoner, if you will, and seeing how he ticks. Which we all know that if he's doing that, then he knows what makes him tick and all that. So of course,、uh, there lies the constant,、uh, constant worrying, constant this, constant that.、Uh, but what basically a therapist would do for a patient is to make sure that they know that the sense of reality is. Literally, reality, and nothing changes that to their perspective. That basically, this whole film is a simulation within a simulation, or if you will, a precursor to Inception, where you find yourself a dream within a dream. Uh, upon、uh, a fire drill of sorts,、uh, this is where it gets kind of weird. Finally, we have Morpheus, the program that we were introduced earlier, meeting with Neo as a kind of, and this is like totally different because this is uh, the the uh, actor who played in Canyonland. In the 2021 version, and he's reprising. No, well, he's doing a fantastic role of Morpheus, a、uh, a new version, if you will, because、uh, it would be later explained of the film what happened to the old one. So, as the progression of this happens.、Uh, Of course, gunfights, a whole slew, and then it reveals that the person who played、uh, Anderson's boss,、uh, Jonathan Gruff, we all know his、uh, filmology. He is literally King George of Hamilton, and the near rival to Finn in Glee. But even so,、uh, he plays a version of Agent Smith. And for those who have seen the film,、uh, understand that this is literally the exact opposite of of Keanu Reeves' characters and、uh, Hugo Weaving's、uh, point of view of all things. But even so,、uh, with this film, we really updated the whole bad guy, good guy kind of deal,、uh, and just brought it along the ride. So, of course, he, Keanu's character, Neo, gets free from the simulation to find out that sixty、uh, years had passed.、Uh, that the original Zion, which is this underground、uh, city for humans, have now changed into a perspective hidden hologram area. For humans to somewhat live above ground, but 
also finding ways to survive. Uh, machines were in a civil war of their own, which provides uh, the humans more sentient, if you will, sentient beings, uh, helping their cause to live and survive this almost apocalyptic world of machines after machines. And of course, uh, we are reintroduced to a much older but wiser Niobe, played by Jane Pig Smith, who reprises her role quite well, by the way. And she explains on how Morpheus's uh, Morpheus's uh, position. Uh, after when the first war, the war that ended everything in re- in revolution, changed to this faction of how uh, Zion is in need of changing, and thanks to the brilliance of Morpheus, they have established I.O. But even so, they could they couldn't understand why he forcefully uh, ignore the changes in the uh, in the uh, machine world because within their civil uh, civil war there was a lot of programs that were purged from the system uh, one of which is is the Oracle which helped Neo understanding the balance if you will of this whole understanding. So, of course, uh, Neo realized that I left Trinity back there, and she was, like, waiting. So, of course, uh, Niobe, like, not a chance, you're not doing it. And, sure enough, this, this is where the villainly twist comes in, because not only before he realized that the analyst is his therapist but also uh, his understanding that the therapist is controlling both uh, Trinity and Neo's bodies if you will on how they should go how they how they go about of how to escape this simulation of matrix and of course you know trouble ensues and Niobe realized like okay if you're gonna do this we're gonna do it this way which they're bringing back uh, in the world and there it's literally what Trinity has said in the film was she had this weird dream that he was surrounded by cops and things ended badly when they're together so that's kind of like a foretelling of what's going on in the film it's just me but also at the same time we are introduced to our villainous analyst who's sitting like a throne of god if you will like the ruler of everything and he has these puppets that does his bidding and of course, you know, he wanted to make sure that Trinity herself 
understood what was happening and at the same time she kind of knows because of this unspoken weird bond that they have so when trinity put two and two together she realizes that this is not our this is not our path this is not how we are ending uh our lives and that brings us this wonderful like battle in a coffee shop of all places for them to understand and even so uh the analyst mentioned this in the film that nothing was going right when they were bringing them to life which literally the these are the original bodies of both uh neo and trinity but there was some sort of balance or an upset that realizing that neo is not the only one but it's also trinity who not only enables neo but neo enables her as well causing like a feedback loop if you will of energy source uh infinite if you will that was a catalyst that the analyst realized that you can't take the aspect of one person you have to take the aspect of another person who shares the same source of things so yeah that was a mind blown uh, realizing that trinity does have the same outlook the same abilities that neo had and was introduced into her but only things bad happen bad happens whenever they're in close proximity to one another like they're literally touching so in a way this brings us to uh an aspect of the film where they're on top of the roof she knows everything and when they leave neo's believing that he can fly but he's not doing it it's trinity she's doing it which causing them to not only get out of the situation that they were in but back into the real world realizing that things are going to change things are going to need a change so that brings us to our ending where the, an- the analyst is literally getting his his uh rear end if you will uh handed to him by trinity and knowing that the cat himself itself literally is like his controlling mechanism for him to do like or for them to do whatever they want to the analyst realizing that they're just stooped at his level just a little bit to understand like hey this is how we're going to change we've totally forgot the creativity of an individual's mind so we're going to introduce that back into the world and realizing that there's like there's probably a stop to them but even so the analyst is saying go for it do it this world needs something so that means that uh, i don't know if it's in the future or some sort of written in the stars that in the next few movies in an ideal for the matrix if uh, lana wachowski is probably thinking of or uh, maybe possibly the Wachowski siblings are planning on that this film in itself has a not only a base following 
because even so I watch this film like non-stop once in a while but also a future telling of of a continued storyline because this cannot be like oh they just you know bring back you know Neo and Trinity which they which carry on Moss and Keanu reprises the role for the fourth time and this is fantastic by the way this is like us seeing legends coming back to you know the screen and doing the whole Superman thing at the end which is also a resemblance of the first movie so just as a nutshell if you will and even so uh, thank you for getting to this far of the uh, episode that the first movie actually mirrors the latest movie and the reason why I'm saying that is because we are introduced uh, to a woman who is in black black suit surrounded by cops and then have agents following her to Neo being uh, at the desk looking at computer code or some sort of news article or whatever to find something or see something. And then uh, later down the movie we are finding ourselves Neo following the white rabbit which bugs uh uh bugs bunny uh uh-huh Again, if you've seen the movie and hear this, then thank you. <laughs> that uh, Neo is literally falling a rabbit down the rabbit hole. And of course, you know, there's a lot of like memorable scenes. Uh, even the word bullet time made it into the script. And somehow some form of it has happened on set. Uh, but... Even so, this is like film production and all that. To uh, how they're free, they're understanding, and they're evolving. And leading us to uh, them flying off screen, kind of like a Superman thing. That kind of like gives us like an idea that it could happen again. Now... Uh, for those who have heard this whole episode in its entirety, I thank you to the bottom of my heart. Uh, holidays are sometimes uh, not so stressful, but uh, stressful enough to the point where it's a constant worry on many things. But uh, the New Year's, uh, which I'm banking on, this is the biggest hope that I'm ever going to get. The New Year's. Uh, of 2022 that's where I'm hoping to see something more something different uh, that we're going to bring to the many things Uh, I know for a fact that I am getting maybe maybe uh, more of view standard than I normally do but for this I do thank you guys from the bottom of my heart and I hope you enjoy the content that I am bringing out as much as I can Um, even though I may not do it on a daily basis but it's something that I do so again thank you and you guys have a fantastic rest of the year Uh, until the next new year 
you guys be safe celebrate in the comfort of your own place as well as comfort of family and friends uh, vaccinated, not vaccinated—it's it's entirely up to you. But uh, I strongly recommend to just be safe and be aware of your area, because this this may not be a weird time, but even so, it's it's something that we always may constantly aware, but. At the same time, we also have to enjoy the small comforts of celebration. Until the next episode, guys. Have a great year. See ya. Hey guys, I want to thank you for uh, listening uh, to my podcast. I'm also known known to be over at not only Spotify, but as well as oh wow, I'm also on Spotify, Breaker, uh, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and Public uh, Radio Public. So yeah, if you guys uh, want to keep on listening, uh, besides me covering certain stories, uh, just shoot me a message on my review page uh, over at anchor.fm forward slash Edward dash Castro 5. That is uh, C-A-S-T-R-O and as a joke, no relation.